Hello everybody and welcome back to Chapter Tactics where we go over tactics and strategies to help both new and veteran players alike. I am your host, Magikarp Usefly, and with me today we have, as always, the Demeki. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? And we've also got a John P. What's up gamers? Good talk, everybody. I'm glad that you guys are back. Uh, we didn't see you guys last week, but you guys are back. And today we're going to be talking about uh, team tournaments and how to prepare yourself for a team tournament, things that you need to keep in mind, uh, ways that team tournaments work, all that good stuff. We're going to be talking about that in this episode. However, before we get started, this show, as always, is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40k games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40k events in the industry. They also have great shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, which you're listening to right now, uh, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That is FrontlineGaming.org. ACO tickets are available right now, so go pick that up. Cruise Hammer, you can have your kids... Go on the cruise for free. So go check that out as well. Um, on top of that, if you are joining ACO up until Wednesday, uh, if you purchase your tickets for ACO, you are uh, sent into a raffle. And if you win that raffle, you get a free limo ride from the airport over to the event. So go check that out. It's going to be a good time. Fun times. Uh, cool, cool, cool. All that good stuff. Going on from there, let's get into this topic here about... Uh, team tournaments. And uh, I think that the first thing that we should do is uh, basically just do a small little roundtable of team tournaments and uh, see uh, what we're talking about here. Uh, Demeki, have you been in a team tournament before? And if you have, uh, what's your, uh, what did you think about it? See, Senorita, I have been in a team tournament before. I've been to two. I've been to a Dice Hammer event up in Irvine, California, and I've been to uh, the very first ever Las Vegas team tournament hosted by Frontline Gaming, uh, and that they were both excellent events. It was the actual first two tournaments I ever went to. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, team tournaments are, like, one of the coolest, like, parts about a 40K event if there is, if it's available. Man, that was a bad sentence. But <laughs> uh, a lot of people really like team tournaments. Uh, even Scary has talked about team tournaments. It's like one of the best things that you can play for a 40K event, like a 40K competition. It's just so much fun. Uh, reiterating the same question for you, John P. Have you ever played at a team tournament? Yeah, so a team tournament I have not been to. Yoda, I am. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't been to a team tournament yet. Uh have no plans to currently. Mm -hmm. uh, but they sound fun. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, the team tournament that me and Demeki are going to, uh, we were supposed to, yeah, I think that you and other people from Dice Check were supposed to go to it, uh, but then, like, plans fell through and stuff like that. And that's, like, one of the things about a team tournament. Like, the number one rule of a team tournament is that when you set up a team tournament, more than likely, somebody is going to drop out. <laughs> and that's, oh, yeah. like, that's, like, the biggest thing, right, Demeki? Oh, yeah, yeah, So this is how I even – it's exactly how I went to last year's Dice Hammer tournament. So Wyatt shows up, and we met Wyatt for the very first time, uh, drive up to Irvine to get him from his hotel, and we bring him down. And, uh, you know – Oh, yeah, like, I was there. Lunch and stuff. And then yeah. in the middle of lunch, uh, Mike Haspel calls him and says, hey, uh, they canceled my flight. Uh, I can't get a new flight. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it out there. And I was already slotted to uh, go in for Kenny 
because a couple of days before Kenny threw out his back trying to pull up his pants. <laughs> just an old man. Just this <laughs> old man just like throws out his back. Yeah. We, I can't so, play with my toy soldiers. I threw my back out. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we love I, you, Kenny. Yeah, we love you, Kenny. <laughs> Yo, dog. All right, go ahead. Yo, Sorry. Dog. Yo, dog. So uh, I ended up replacing Kenny with Death Guard, and um, Marky ended up replacing Mike Haspel with his Death Watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It ended up being a really good time, though. Like, I didn't know anything about team tournaments, and then I got there, and I learned – a lot about team tournaments. <laughs> All right, cool. So then, like you, you'll, you'll, we, we, we can, uh, we'll lean on you for the for uh, the information here, uh, just a yeah, tad yeah, yeah. bit. Uh, but before we do that, we should probably go over the rulings for a team tournament for people that haven't been to a team tournament. They don't know what's uh, what to expect or how this works out. Um, just as a general guideline, most team tournaments are going to be five players. Uh, so your team will consist of five people. Uh, from there, armies are limited to one book. Uh, per player, there are team tournaments where they will separate things out, like things like um in the uh the dice hammer team tournament. If you bring something like uh corsairs or harlequins, it doesn't break the rule uh for taking an Eldari army. So you can you know uh, you just have to read the rules on that one. But usually it's uh uh each player gets one book, uh basically. So you have that, and then after that, then you have a, a, a system that you're doing here where step one, teams roll off. The winner chooses the first table for their defender to play on. Uh, the loser chooses the second table. There are five different tables in total. One, uh, one to two will be like heavy terrain, medium terrain, and light terrain, um, all that stuff. Uh, both teams then put a defender player and army list forward simultaneously. After the team captain sees the defender, they choose two attackers to match up with uh, against the defender, and uh, this is done both simultaneously. After that, the defender chooses one of the attacker army list to play against, so you know they give you two defenders, and they're like, uh, I want that army to fight against, and then that's the army that you're going to fight against. And then you just yep. repeat the process until all the attackers are chosen and everybody gets a, a person to play their toy soldiers with. And uh, yeah, I can't remember if it's attacker or defender, but uh, I think it's defender gets to choose the table as well. So Uh, like they get to pick who they fight against and what table they fight on. Yeah, get a slight advantage. Uh, Yeah, but uh, every tournament's different too. Dice Hammer uh, has, I believe, set terrain. It looks like uh, from their document, the their new updated document. uh, They're not doing player optimized terrain where. Uh, at the Las Vegas team tournament last year. No, they are. Uh, that was, oh, they are? Yeah. They're doing yeah. player optimized terrain? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Las Vegas team tournament last year was the first time that I did player optimized terrain for mm-hmm. FLGs. But yeah. if Dice Hammer's doing it now, that's awesome. More than likely, though, probably uh, it's not going to be the same, like, ITC uh, terrain that they use at FLG events. Because it, it was different. Um from last year's when I went. Yeah. And uh, just a quick note here. Uh, so if you, if you, ro- when you roll off to see who's the attacker or defender, if you win the roll off, you are the defender. And if you lose the roll off, then you're the attacker. And the person that loses that roll off is the one uh, that chooses the second table. So, mm-hmm. you know, or well, I guess nope. not attacker defender, just the other defender. Yeah, it's weird it verbiage. Alternates. Yeah. It's weird yeah. verbiage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so that's like the general idea about a team tournament. Uh, it's all based on uh, which team has the most amount of wins. And then, you know, like a singles tournament, right? If you have the most amount of wins, then, you know, you're higher in the standings. And then from there, uh, tiebreakers are decided by point values uh, that you gain throughout the, uh, you know, your whole team and stuff like that. So just keep that in mind. But that's the general basis when it comes to a team tournament. John P., what do you think about that? Like, already hearing all this information, how does that feel uh, for you when you're playing 40K and to have those options available to you? Yeah, uh, sounds cool. Uh, very reminiscent of Champ Select yeah, from League of, Legends. League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, it, get, it puts uh, players in a position where they get to choose what they get to play against and what kind of table they get to play on. So if you have one player let's say playing knights and they really want like light terrain um you can set them up like that get mm -hmm. them light terrain and then set them up against an army where they will feel uh more comfortable against rather than being like oh yeah here's uh tau with a bunch of real guns yeah <laughs> not knights yeah. yeah yeah uh you know uh when it came to like league of legends like for pro play and stuff like that the champ select and the pick band phase was like my favorite part of the entire game. Like, I didn't even care what happened during the game. The pick ban phase was, like, my favorite part of the entire, uh, um, uh, like, tournament scene for uh, League of Legends. Is that, like, the same thing for you, John P., or did you like more playing the game more? The Well, watching, it was, like, the mind games oh, yeah, I guess happening. Watching, it was yeah. like, and then, like, sometimes champ, you'll see in Champs like where they do, like, the banning phase, mm -hmm. and then, like, one champion got through that like is always banned yeah yeah <laughs> because because you know because one player on the other team is very specialized in one champion so they you know they have to ban that one champion and then the the super op champion that patch gets through and everyone gets excited because they get this actually see it happen yeah <laughs> yeah then, yeah first pick and then you're like oh my god this <laughs> Bjergsen's playing Zed. Oh my God, it's happening! Yeah, dude, it's, it's hype. Yeah, it's it's really hype. I really like it. It it adds a lot of hypeness to like the game when you start playing it. Uh, what about you, Demeki? Did you like, you know, the pick ban phase when it came to uh, League of Legends stuff? We're talking about League of Legends when it's forty k, but like it, there, there's there's <laughs> there, there's a crossover here, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I I did enjoy the the pick ban phase, um, mm -hmm. bro. But I haven't played rank in so long, so like. It, it like my experience with the uh, the pick ban phase probably ended with like season four, but yeah, no, nah, I did enjoy it. it. It was a lot of fun, especially to see like what your opponents ban, mm -hmm. um, because you know they're gonna alt tab and go look at your play history and see what you're <laughs> yeah, supposed yeah. to be good with, yeah, and then try to ban that out. <laughs> yeah, no, um, and that that's what's so cool about a team tournament is that you have that phase of a pick ban phase. You know, uh, games like Marvel Crisis Protocol has like kind of like the same system where uh, you you have like a squad of people that you can choose from and draft your own team depending on your matchup. And just having that flexibility, I feel like, is so cool for 40k because usually it's like, well, I brought this to be an all rounder army. I hope that I get to face. Uh, something that doesn't like absolutely skew into me and kill me, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have like that a little bit of a, a, a of leeway there, right? Um, yep. Which is which is which is nice. Yeah. And you get to see uh, some weird lists come out. <laughs> yeah, lots definitely of skew because of that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. You know, that's what that's one thing I like about team tournament meta is that it breaks the actual normal meta that we're used to seeing. 
Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Because uh, anything, almost anything is viable at a team tournament, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You can't just, like, yes, you can bring the most strongest armies and just be like, okay, we have all the strongest armies. Let's see what happens. But then somebody will just come up with, like, some type of skew meta list game or anti-meta list where, you know, it'll be something so hard for a certain army to fight against. And then you're just screwed. Right, because <laughs> they planned for it. It's really cool. Um, so I guess that brings us to our first uh, um, topic here, which is you know the armies that you want to play, the armies that you uh, uh, that your team wants you to play, and, and stuff like that. And then understanding understanding what armies are good into like those matchups for those armies that you're choosing. Right. So uh, what what how 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 would you guys think about uh, uh, setting up? your team, like constructing your team of like what armies you guys can play? Well, first I would find my, some friends, at least four of them or yeah. more of them and uh, <laughs> yeah. be like, that's hey, what, yeah, that's the hard the part. Armies you got. And then kind of go from there. I mean, cause like, you, you know, the, the worst thing that, or unless, unless somebody's really good at it, the mm-hmm. worst thing you could do to somebody would be like, Hey, play this army. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you never played it before. Also, Oh, you don't own any of it. Uh, build it and paint it. Yeah, you that, got, that you hurts. A couple yeah, weeks ago. You, have nine vo- you have nine Voyage Beavers, right? <laughs> it's in your backlog? Yeah. Chilling? Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can do no that, problem. right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't mind painting those checker patterns, right? All right, go for it. Go, You, you go do it, dude. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, how, you know what? What about you, John P? Like, but uh, obviously it should be what uh, armies people have available. Um but how would you go about, you know, uh, facing a team tournament? And, like, what army would you want to bring? Yeah, I think in a uh, in a perfect world where I had access to everything. Yeah. <laughs> let's, say, let's say we're doing a team tournament on Tabletop Simulator. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> okay. Anything. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure, let's, sure, let's, sure. Let's enter that world. Okay. Um, uh, I think bringing, like, an anti-medalist, very specific against maybe, like, one super meta build that people are bringing. Um, would be interesting. Uh, I think, for example, I see I'm seeing people talking about bringing um, a new shield host for Custodes. I, I forgot the exact name of it, like Emir, Emiratus Imperatus or something. <laughs> um, one of the army traits for that shield host is that you can ignore any or all hit modifiers um, in the shooting oh. phase, uh, or or actually no, in the in your hit roll uh, for shooting or melee, uh, which would be very useful against uh, something like. Uh, light sadith harlequins yeah and with that you could bring yeah and with that you could bring like a more shooty custodis list like with uh uh sagittara maybe some venatari uh some dreads uh so you could hit those those sneaky would, harlequins on twos instead of fours <laughs> dude that would also be really good against uh Drakari with like venom spam and stuff oh, yeah anything that's gonna give minus one lightning fast reactions who cares? Yeah, who cares? I, I ignore it. <laughs> it's such a good army trait. <laughs> I ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be honestly that it's not just light sadith, I guess. It'd be, uh, like you said, Jakari, even Eldar. Mm-hmm. Um, just anti elf custodial list. Yeah. Like one of the cool things about a, uh, a team tournament is that, uh, you know, it's not just you playing that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just you facing all these armies. Like, you can create this skew list that goes specifically into these matchups that you feel like are going to be a problem for uh, your team and just be like, yeah, 
I, I totally built for this, so I'm going to fight this like easy, hands down, because I built for this specific matchup and not have to worry about other things like, oh, I do really poorly into something like, I don't know, a freaking uh, 150 racks or something like that. Like, <laughs> like I don't beat that. I don't beat that. But you know what? I sure as heck beat Tao. Like, you know, something like that. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I just want to correct myself. The shield host is... Emissaries Imperatus, and mm. the trait is uh, you can ignore modifiers for the hit roll and the wound roll. So oh. Even better. <laughs> Ooh, even better. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You ignore that minus one uh, that the Shadow Seer gives off. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what about you, Demeki? Like, um, what armies would you want to play more of uh, for a team tournament, right? Like, because there's different roles, right? There's like, yeah, yeah. you have your anchor, which is the army that's going to do well into all matchups. Like, that's like your uh, all comer list, right? Uh, yep. You have like your skew list that you can run. You have your more uh, specific matchups, trying to figure out uh, this is the army that I want to run for this specific terrain setup. Like, where, where do you land on that spectrum? Um,. You want to be I the don't anchor? know because like well because of the two events that I went to so the first event I fell on the sword mm-hmm. uh, every match I took all the Drakari matches since I was playing Death Guard I took the Admeg matches um, so I I went like zero and five uh, at that event and um, and then the next event I played Drakari and I went three and three uh, and I like I enjoyed both. Cause like the the Death Guard list was kind of like a vampire list, like it was meant to uh, suck points away from your opponent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily win, but if you win, it's like, hey, yeah, I, I pulled out a dub for the team. And then uh, my Trukari list was meant to be very like meta and uh, win, right? Um, and and it was in it was meant to score high as possible because like. Even if uh, your team does win, when it comes down to tiebreakers, they still look at points. Uh, so, like, it's always still best when you're building your your team tournament army to build into secondaries that you know you're going to be able to score high uh, consistently. So, like, yeah, um, the two different play styles, I mean, I liked them both. So, um, but if... Uh, for this upcoming one, I'm going to be playing Tau, so I'm going to be probably trying to tuck into uh, as many points as possible. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, is that uh, for people that don't know what it means to fall on the sword, um, that just means that you have a dead, des- you have a designated player and army that is going to go into the matchups that you know that your team cannot deal with. So, yep. uh, you know, if you're if you know that your team cannot deal with something like Tau, then you just take somebody that can soak up points, make sure that they are getting the most amount of points as they possibly can, siphoning points from your their opponent, and just kind of like choking them to the point of like being like, oh yeah, you're gonna score less points against me because my army is meant to make it so then it's harder for you to get points, right? Um, and like, if you win, that's great. If you don't win though, that's fine. That's that, that, that goes with the plan. It's like setting your, um, your expectations at a low bar. And so from there you can only go upwards. And that's, what's so great about falling on a sword. (laughs) Jompy, would you want to fall on the sword? 
That sounds like fun. Yeah, right? It's fun, honestly. I'm just like, man, you guys look stressed. Yeah. I'm just over here <laughs> having a good time. I brought I brought four nights. <laughs> I'm soaking up points. Yeah, dude. My movement phases are so fast. I'm done in like an hour. I can go grab a drink right after my game. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it sounds like so much fun being the person that just gets to fall on the sword. I, I would have anxiety being like the anchor. I'd be like, oh, I have to perform? Dang, <laughs> that's. Oh, I can't take Rod because then I only scored ninety-seven. We need the full one hundred. Yeah. No. No. How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, moving on from here. So, you, you first off, you have to figure out what armies you want to play, right? Uh, what armies you yep. guys have available. Obviously, if you're going to the event to have fun, uh, understand that it is a tournament. So, you know, if you do go there and you're looking to have fun, understand that it is a tournament and that you will more than likely see a sweaty list every once in a while. So, don't get upset about that. Um, but if you are joining an event and, uh, you know, you're playing with your friends and a group of people that you know of and, uh, you know, you, you know what armies you're going to run, the next thing that you have to do is decide who's going to be the team captain and the coach uh, because th those are roles that you actually have to think about. Uh, Demeki, do you want to explain what the captain does and what the coach does because there's a significant difference between the two? Yeah, uh, so a captain is completely necessary. The team captain is the spokesperson of the team. Uh, they're the ones that uh, they put up the def attackers and defenders. Uh, they're the ones that do the official roll-off between uh, the other team. They're also responsible for inputting their team members into uh, Best Coast pairings. Uh, they, um, they make sure that the proper scores results are submitted. And uh, they're the ones that call over the judge and ha uh, and they have the relevant documentation on hand for the judge is the judges, excuse me. Um, coaches are not necessary. You can have a coach, but uh, a coach is even more limited than uh, a captain. A coach does not play at all. Um, they may assist with pairings and advice and, um, the game pertain to a team level strategic information. So uh, if team members are winning or losing their games, they can tell the other members that, um, and then uh, they can tell you how many points a player is hoping to pick up. Uh, they can call over a judge and have relevant documentation on hand for the judge, but uh, they cannot advise on any tactical choices for a player or interact with clocks or comment on rules. Yeah. So if you see someone who is a coach and they're doing any of those things, uh, just tell them to go get a judge or, or get the TO. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like a hype man almost. Right. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. get hype. Yeah. You're going to win yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You got this hype man, hype man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, yeah, we need yeah. you to score 97, by the way. You got this baby. Yeah. You got <laughs> this baby. Let's go Atlantic city, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would say if you are a coach and you're coaching uh, and your team asks or someone on your team asks like, Hey, how many wins do we have so far? Because like it, it's information that that's information that can lead to, you know, what, whether like it, it's, it it's is kinda, a relief it's while kinda, you're playing. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, I, I feel like that's something that needs to be like passed. Like it doesn't need to be, it, it needs to be like almost whispered. Because, like, you know, it could uh, affect the other person. Yeah, it's mentally, getting to, like, gamey right? territory at that point, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, understandable. Uh, John P., what would you want to be? Would you rather be the captain or the coach? Look at me. I'm the captain now. Uh, I would not like to be the captain. 
it sounds uh actually yeah, i mean if if i'm a if i'm a captain and i have a coach i'd be down with that but yeah. if i'm just the captain and there's no coach then nah, too much pressure yeah 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 <laughs> not, not my kind of thing to be honest with you um i'd be down to be a coach though like i'd walk around with like my suit with like a clipboard um just yelling at people to roll better <laughs> <laughs> why'd you roll a two <laughs> why'd you roll what a two hell? you hit on threes idiot God. <laughs> come on sixes come just on. slap somebody there's no ones in this dojo <laughs> yeah no no I, I i completely understand that um when it comes to like a captain standpoint just because it's so scary it's a lot of uh pressure because like you're not just looking at what you are doing as a player you're doing you're like if you set up a bad matchup for your team then yeah. all of a sudden it's like oh yeah. It's yeah, on me, on isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's on you. Like, yeah. Hey, you were supposed to win that one. How come uh, this, the final score is 20 and 97? <laughs> did, what did, yeah. yeah, what happened? What happened? Did, did, did we mess up? Did, we, did I pair you up incorrectly? You know? Yeah, and you know, that, yeah. that, that kind of harkens back to like League of Legends again, right? Like yeah. when, when coaches, because like even they have coaches for the pick band phase. That's how important the pick band phase is, right? So yeah. when it comes to like being the captain of a team tournament, there's so much pressure on you because you're just like, I hope that this is a good matchup and I know what my players can do. And if it doesn't work out, this isn't like best of three. This is a one way street. Like I just, it's either we win by a mile or we lose by 10 miles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. All right. All right. You're good at playing rumble, right? You're going rumble top. I've never played rumble, rumble in my rumble. life. <laughs> well, you're playing rumble top today. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cool. I, I like it. I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting. I like the whole captain and coach, uh, dynamic and everything like that. Did, did Mickey, when you guys played, did you guys have a coach or was it just the captain? No, nah, it was just the captain. Wyatt was, uh, our captain. Oh, captain. Um, we, uh, there were teams. I, I only saw one team with a coach. Um, I don't, I didn't really see too many coaches out there. Uh, normally the, the captains were the ones pretty much doing everything. Uh, the one, the one team that did have a coach, super nice guy, uh, offered to get like water and stuff. Uh, yeah. Just a hype man. I, yeah. He's hype a man. hype man. I, I could see like the team coach being like kind of a distraction for yeah. like other teams that don't have coaches, you know, like just imagine just one team just having a guy cheering them on the whole time. And like all the other teams are kind of just, like demoralized, you know? Yeah. It, it can be like that in a sense, especially since, uh, you know, Warhammer kind of is like, like you can kind of treat it like golf in a mm. sense where, you know, it should be kind of, kind of like people are expected to act a certain way. Yeah. No one's going to be, uh, yeah. You, you know, don't spirit of the game crap and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, be, I, I want you to be my coach so that like, when you're like, are you thirsty? I'll be like, yes, coach. Can I please have some water? And then you just come back with a huge cup of water and throw it in my face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now get out there and roll some five ups. <laughs> Just uh, so bottom, but <laughs> moral of the story: just bring your mom. Just bring your mom, and then have, be, have her be the hype man for uh, for yeah. your tournament. Uh, with I toy brought soldiers. some cut up fruit, my dear. Yeah, I got some. Oh. I got some. <laughs> I brought tangerine slices for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, thanks, uh, mom. <laughs> thanks, mom. Pick uh, me up at eight. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so moving on from there. Um, uh, how, how do you, how, how would you describe, like, how would you assign somebody to fall on the sword? Like, is that something that you think of right away? Like when you are 
uh, building your roster of players and armies that they're running, or do you just figure that out during the matches? Like, how how, how did you guys go about that, Demeki? So we did it uh, during the matches, so, like, every single time. So it was kind of like um, what ended up happening most of the time was that uh, Drukari or Admet got put forward. So then, like, they always picked the Death Guard matchup so uh because we're slow and like they're they're like we're gonna hop on these objectives or we're gonna shoot you to death um and like i got picked every single time because i'd be like all right put put me forward or if i got put forward uh and then i got the option of whether i had to play drakari or admech uh then like i would pick that obvious choice just because like i wasn't familiar with the list that was piloting anyways um, and I just wanted to help out the rest of the team with the rest of the armies that we did have, and mm. it did work out. Um, like the, we ended, I think we ended up going even like three and three or, or we went three and two, something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it always happened at matchup. Like we didn't plan it that way. It just happened to go that way. Gotcha. What about the next time though? Like, did, did you uh, figure out a next, person to fall on a sword the next time? The next time, um, let me see. So I fell on the sword twice because of the matchups, but they, they were also favorable matchups for me. But, like, for most of the other players, they weren't. So, like, uh, I fell on the sword, uh, but I just barely lost those matches. And then... Um, I think Mike ended up falling on the sword uh, the most yeah. with Grey Knights during that uh, during that event, and like Wyatt and Kenny were definitely the anchors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, Zach Zach was supposed to be an anchor too. Like it was like we we at, when we first went in, we weren't expecting uh, Kenny to like win as much. Uh, we were counting on Wyatt to be a, an anchor. And then, like, after the first day, it was, like, Kenny and Wyatt were the anchors. And then, so, it was just up to me or Zach to pull out a W so that we would win that round, right? Yeah. Um, and we just had some really, really bad matchups on the first day. Yeah. So, do you want to... Um... Jumpy, is there anything that you want to add on to that or anything like, like that? Like how you... Because uh, I have a question for your Demeki that I was going <laughs> to go over. Um but yeah, did yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I think it's I mean, cause like you need three wins to win your round. So I think it's uh nice to have like, you know, those two solid guys and then maybe like one skew guy um pull out a W. But uh that was kind of what was going on through my mind as to make it was telling a story. But yeah, go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I was just gonna ask, uh so how 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 does it work where um you know, when uh, you're playing your games, is it after it's because it, there's five teams, right? Five right. teams versus or five five players versus five players, right? Right. Um. So is it just like best of three out of those five, and then that counts as a single win, or does it count as like three wins for that team? So it's it's three. So I'm I'm not a hundred percent positive how the point system or how they track it. But you need three wins out of the five players that mm-hmm. round mm-hmm. to to win the round, at mm-hmm. least three. If like you get four or five, that helps you towards the end, right? Because you might have uh, tiebreakers that come up. So yeah. like everybody's like 
all these teams won all these rounds, but this team is like, you know, they went five and oh, two rounds or, or four and one or whatever. Right. And then that's when the points uh, part of it kicks in to kind of handle all these tiebreakers. Cause there are at a team tournament, there will be tiebreakers. Uh, there will be a lot of teams that, that, you know, have uh, one loss or no loss uh, throughout all five to six rounds, depending upon, you know, what, what, what the event's doing. Um, for Dice Hammer, it's two days, uh, five rounds or five matches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then LVTT was two days, six games, I believe. So, yeah, it, it, it all depends upon the event and the TO and how, and how, their, how their packet is worded. Gotcha. I think that answers your question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think so. I don't know. I I blacked out, like always. <laughs> I just I just I just zone out nowadays. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. So for sponging an army, John P. How how would you create like a spongy army? Uh, if you are thinking about like falling on the sword. Uh, sponging an army. The first army that came to mind, honestly, was uh, Nids in yep. GT twenty twenty one and GT twenty twenty where the lictor could just come in and give you a free 12 points yeah, yeah. Uh, for Rod, and you could just, you could just suck oh, off as oh, many ta- points. <laughs> suck off as many um, yeah. <laughs> uh, You could just essentially you know, suck up as many points as possible. You, you're going to score points. You're probably not going to win, but you're going to score points, mm-hmm. and that helps out with the tiebreaker. Um, yeah. That's the first army that came to mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, when it comes to like soaking up an army, you know, you're looking at things like um, it's not just if the army can score high. It's also can it uh, dampen how many points your opponent can get. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're looking at things where you can get a really, really high score compared to your opponent or uh, make it so then your opponent doesn't score as much. So we're looking at things like um, uh, control armies right yeah. like we're looking at things like thousand suns which is a control army gray knights is a control army like if you had to give a synonym to those types of armies it's almost like a blue deck right it's like we are going to do stuff that we want to do and we're going to control the pace of this game and we're going to control how many points you can get off of us and how many points we can get off of you uh whether you yeah. win or lose it's just a good way to sponge up things right yeah, like a, a three PBC uh, Death Guard build is really good for team tournaments because like they can focus on the the units that are the squishy units that are on those primary objectives, right? And just fire your opponent off. So then like they're not gonna get their their four or eight or twelve during their turn. They gotta you know shuffle things around. Like DG may not win that match, but they are going to hold the opponent to a smaller. Uh, point game than, yeah. than what they normally probably would get. Yeah, because that matchup in general that they're fighting against, it, it, it could be like an unfavorable matchup. So, like, we're looking at armies that aren't in the meta, like what we were talking mm-hmm. about before, um, and we're looking at armies that can do specific things very well in order to make sure that your team does well overall, right? And I I, I find that absolutely fascinating for a team tournament. I, w- I would love to have more team tournaments just, like, in general because of that. Because oh, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, and then like for your skews, like the skews don't even have to be something where it's like this will kill this or this uh, this army 
absolutely dumpsters on this X army. You could do stuff where it's like stat checks. Can your army fight against 150, you know, <laughs> hard to kill chaff? <laughs> no? All right, put me up against them, right? It's 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 a it's a nice little uh, it, it's cool. Demeki, how did you guys handle like the attacker portion of it and um, you know, putting like knowing what armies to put up next to bait things out? So uh, th that that normally came up to us kind of like discussing, um, it, especially like Wyatt and Kenny and, and them, uh, since they've been playing for so long, right? It's kind of neat to see how uh, players at that caliber and have been playing for so long uh, think, right? So like uh, most of the time they would kind of like, whenever they needed me to do something, they would be like, hey, so fine like are you are you okay with this matchup like because we're gonna put you and so and so forward we're pretty sure they're gonna pick you is this okay and i'm like yeah sure whatever i don't care uh i'm just here to have fun <laughs> just, you know i'm just here yeah. to to drink beer and, and and throw dice uh and yeah i mean it it that, that's just the way it is like it's always in the heat of the moment because like no matter how much planning you do you're not gonna know really how things are going to go until you're you're there and and it's happening right mm -hmm. um and like uh the guys normally uh i would just sit back and let them kind of like do their thing listen to what they were, they'll talk about uh when it came to the attackers it would uh always be like if it was a bit like something beneficial for like two armies they would put both armies forward so that like you know maybe they are one of the armies would catch another benefit like later on or we would put two forward knowing that they they were going to have to select one and probably that would be them falling on on the sword for them and then we would immediately put the other army uh up next right mm -hmm. um so that they would still just have to go ahead and answer it uh it, yeah. it all depends upon the matchups is it, it's so unique it really is like the band pick phase of uh league of legends right yeah yeah it sounds cool um so uh you know when you are building these lists and these armies uh how do you guys like what what would you guys do to prepare yourselves for a team tournament because you're not going up against you know and you, you don't have to make an all comers list but how are you like figuring out how you're going to build your army uh, uh, compared to like something like a GT where, you know, it's only on you. You know what I mean? So like if you are playing something like, uh, let's say Tyranids, right. And, uh, you're teching, you don't want to tech for like Tau or something like how, how would you guys, this is a terrible question. <laughs> I think, I, I think I see where you're trying to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so like in a normal tournament, yeah, you, you tech, for the meta right you try to bring in all comers list mm -hmm. when it's a team tournament you can build differently yeah you can build an all comers list but uh in a team tournament you your army you should be able to say i am going to do these two secondaries no matter what and then my third my third secondary is my question mark like i need to be able to pick uh, between two two other things as my third secondary. Yeah, yeah, but that but that um, but but that's like going with any game that you play, right? Like you should be yeah, doing that anyways. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but like but like what I'm saying is is that since it's a t a team tournament, 
like you don't have to go for that all rounder build, right? Yes. Yeah. So like you can tech into other things that would be more beneficial for a secondary that most people might not see. Gotcha. Well, I think I'm trying to get at. Oh, okay, okay. So you're saying like uh, build a list where you are going to be taking secondaries that uh, other people wouldn't be expecting, like something like deploy uh, teleport homers or something like that, and yeah. uh, kind of just catch your opponent off guard that way. Gotcha. Right. Okay. All right. All right. John P. How how would you build uh, um, an army out of like the armies that you have? How would you build it for a team tournament? Like, would you build it differently, or would you just take something that you normally would take to a singles tournament? Uh, I think I would build differently. I, I guess if I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess if I was to play something like Space Wolves, I would just lean super heavy into just playing super aggro, in-your-face melee, um, as expected from Space Wolves. Um, and then hopefully uh, my team captain uh, understands what I'm playing <laughs> and sets me up against... Uh, Armies that I can be another in space marine army. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing like uh, don't put me against tower or custodes, please. You know, uh, but uh, that's that's how I would play. I would definitely lean into a skew. I wouldn't really be interested in playing an all comers list. Uh, I think that kind of defeats the purpose of a uh, team tournament, mm-hmm. uh, especially since you you have the knowledge of knowing. Um, what you get to go up against. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, this is a question that I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in, is um, uh, how long do you guys have to see what your opponents are bringing inside their list to come up with the matchups that you think are favorable for armies? Oof, that is... Uh, so, how long is this phase? It's... Uh, I want to say that because because you, it's still the the normal allotted time. Well, the, the time's yeah. a little bit different. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, trying no. to remember exactly how much time it was, but like, um, I I want to say most teams it take it takes probably about ten ten to maybe hour. Uh, no, <laughs> to, uh, an episode say, of Law and Order. Say, well, so so this is what happens. Normally, uh, we start looking at that as soon as they drop uh, who you're going up against yeah. in in BCP. Yeah. So you get a little bit of of uh, leeway uh, going into that matchup, and we try to we just look at the the armies first. And then, like, if it's a particular army that, you know, we're like, oh, wow, we, we haven't seen that in a while. What is their list? Then we'll dig into the list, right? Because mm-hmm. um, most of the time you'll see kind of the same trends with certain uh, armies. Like, D- Death Guard, three PBCs. I think I saw three PBCs all the time. Yeah. Um, or I saw, uh, you, you're going to see Playburst Crawlers and, and probably Contemptors now. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, every single time I saw uh two to three pbcs so we already knew that um uh and then you you kind of just look at that and say okay well they're probably going to do this that or uh you get to the table and you know everybody's making their way over and then you see their army in their tray and you're like oh okay let me look at this list yeah because like that's (laughs) not normal (laughs) what is this what is this is kangaroo court yeah. Uh so so basically you just have like a little bit of time allotted to kind of look at your the different armies and try to figure out like what's happening uh in that army to decipher 
who's going to be playing into what matchup, right? Yeah, is yeah, that is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay, yeah. so that so that actually puts in a lot of uh, strain, right, to the captain because at that point the captain has to know not only. Uh, what are good matchups just in general, but also being able to look at a list of their enemy, you know, of the enemy team and being like it's, it's five lists and being like, this matchup is good for this person. This matchup is good for this person. This one is good for this person, depending, you know, you, you have to, you actually have to have a lot of knowledge as a captain or a coach. Yeah. And well, yeah. and, and hope maybe that some of, uh, your teammates, you know, maybe play yeah. the army and then they can also enlighten you on like, what they do, right? I remember when, uh, while we were at Dice Hammer, uh, Custodes came up, and nobody had played new, new against new Custodes, and I think I only played against John P. like once with new Custodes. And uh, I was just like, dude, I know they hurt, so, like, I'll, I'll definitely fall on that sword. Like, put me put me forward. I'll, mm. If he takes me, he'll, he'll probably take me. I volunteer as tribute. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it... it you rely on your knowledge as the captain, but you're hoping that your teammates can also supply you with the knowledge that you don't have, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you, uh, so it's probably best if you have your players, uh, uh, you can even like split the uh, the amount of army set they should be learning, like the matchups and stuff. So then yeah. they could be like, oh, uh, I know this matchup. I know these units. Uh, don't worry about it, captain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just... I'll, I'll fight it. I, I I should be fine against it. Like something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then well, it's like, uh, oh, I should be able to fight it, or and then like in case, because it's always two, right? So yeah. some people might be wise. Like if, if it's two, they'll be like, all right, well, he gave me a, a definite lose because sometimes it's just rock paper mm-hmm. scissors, mm-hmm. and then uh, they gave me a maybe I can win. So then you know, mm-hmm. even though we know that you're the one that can win. Like they're probably gonna pick the other one because they feel like they can actually like maybe win that matchup. Yeah. John P. <laughs> yeah. Um are you are you are you a winner or are you somebody that falls on the sword? Um or are you both? You know, I'll I'll go in there and give it my hundred ten percent, do it for my coach, do it for my <laughs> team. Um <laughs> uh, I wake up every morning and thank God. <laughs> I have this opportunity to play. <laughs> yeah. Keep okay. Going. Why did you stop? Well, that's that's what a PR person told me to say. <laughs> um, so another cool thing about these team tournaments is that there's different terrain setups, right? You have like yeah. your light terrain setup, you have your heavy terrain setup, you have your medium terrain setup. Um, how does that play into your guys' ideas of how you guys build your armies? Like uh, when you look into that and then like what table you want to select, are you going to build a list where you're just like, I want the lightest terrain possible, like just one crate and I will be <laughs> fine. Like how, how, how does that work out? Uh, Demeki or jumpy, jumpy, no, yeah, jumpy, jumpy, jumpy. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, I think terrain comes uh, probably one of the bigger factors if um, for, I guess, especially when you get set forward as a defender, um, like like I mentioned before, let's say I'm playing Space Wolves. Obviously, I want the heavy terrain. Um, and yeah, I would yeah. hope my team captain would put me as a defender on that ter- set of terrain. Um, either that or set me as one of the two attackers on the heavy terrain. So, um, and, and on the other side, if you're playing something like Knights or Tau, you would want to be on the light terrain. Um, get, get all those shooting lanes, and hopefully uh, team captain recognizes that, sets, sets that up. 
John P, listen, all right, you're playing, you're playing, if you're playing Space Marines, so we're going to put you up against <laughs> Tau, and we're going to put you yeah, yeah. on light terrain, all right? Is that cool with yeah, you, John P? Yeah. Would you like that? Yeah. I'm going to go in there and give it a 110% coach. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, I feel like that this camaraderie that we're having, like, even though we're, like, joking around right now, that's, like, the camaraderie for a team tournament, right? Like, we're just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. always having fun whether you win or lose because you have people to talk to, and it's not just yourself. Because, yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know, you guys have been to um, uh, events and stuff already. Like, did it – like, at regular events when it wasn't a team tournament, did you feel, like, isolated at all? Like, did that feeling ever come up to you? Nah. 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 Like, uh, nah? everybody – like, okay, since I was with – uh, the lawnmower guys, like you know, everybody oh, no, knows no, them. No, no, I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not well, talking, about, talking about. I'm not talking about like team tournaments. I'm talking about like for regular events where it's just like single people, right? Like, did you ever feel isolated during a match? Um, yeah, uh, I, I, John P would know. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, not necessarily isolated. I mean, um, I guess I, I mean we went to singles tournaments with like a group of friends. So we would yeah. all just meet up at location and be like, hey, did you guys win? Hey, good job. You, you lose? Ah, next time, champ. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, that that level of camaraderie definitely isn't there. Because um, mm -hmm. you're kind of just in your own head. You're kind of just in your own zone trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely interesting in the little pregame, the 15-minute section when you got to walk to your table and... You're like, you're like, hey, what'd you get? What'd you get? Oh, I got Jukari again. <laughs> and the other guy's like, oh, I got Crusher Stampede. <laughs> I, got, I got Orcs again. Um, I got yeah. Freebooters. <laughs> I got a Rock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think that's one of the more fun parts of events is um, hearing how your friends did. And that's all a team tournament is. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're playing with your friends and just, um, you get to rely on your friends and you get to, Enjoy it all with your buds. <laughs> yeah. Camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. you, Demeki? Uh, you know, I, I, because the only single event that I've been to, I was, uh, working. Um, I think yeah. like if I went to a singles event, I would want to just get like a loss and get it out of the way. So like get the loss shotgun, a truly, or like chug a, a warm Smirnoff ice. And then oh, just God. go that into the disgusting. next match. That sounds disgusting. That sounds awful. Ready to go. Like, yeah. I'm, I'll ice you at your next event. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sneak in and just <laughs> stick one in your in your, your tote bag. Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, can, yeah. can you grab me a, a tape measure? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, dude. Oh, what's this? <laughs> it's a warm Smirnoff ice. I got to drink it. You got to drink uh, it. You have to. You have to. It's the thing. Yep. 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 All right. Iced. Cool. So I think that we've hit like almost every topic that we need to talk about here. Um, uh, I don't want to like beat the horse dead more dead than it already is. <laughs> right. Um, but that's that. Uh, well, let's do a round table of what we think about team events. Um, if we're interested about joining team events, how we would want to join a team of events, just like a round table of what we feel about it. Um, we can start with Demeki. I love them. Uh, I think that it's the path forward for it's one of the big paths forward for uh, competitive play for Warhammer. Um, it, like I like I said before, it introduces branding and different levels of uh, the different levels to the game. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big proponent. 
I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you could be like, oh, we're up against Art of War. Okay, I'll fall on the sword against Richard Siegler. Yeah, who's going to yeah, fall yeah, on the floor yeah, against John yeah. Lennon? I will fall All right, on who's, Richard Siegler. Yeah, who's, who's, <laughs> who was going to fall on the sword for uh, Siegler, Lennon, and, uh, 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 and Perry? Those three. Yeah. Who's falling on the sword? And then we'll try yeah, to pull then, W's on everyone else, maybe. And then Chester and then yeah, yeah. Harper. Oh, wait, wait. I think we're out of people. Yeah, I think that we just fall on all five swords here, guys. I think that's what's happening. Uh, what about you, John P? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, second everything that Demeki said, branding, all that fun stuff. Uh, it's definitely a very fun way to just spend the weekend with your with your buds. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would be nervous going to my first one if I have I had to be uh, like a team captain, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I were to go to one, I would prefer going to one where other people have been there or going with people who actually like really understand the meta. Um, that way I'm not that way, like, you know, the whole team is just isn't having a bad time or like we're all we're just all being put into bad situations because <laughs> we don't understand the meta, you know? Yeah, Marines go up against Tau yeah. on light terrain. That's how it works, yeah. right? That's how it works, yeah. yeah. And then Custodius, no? heavy, heavy terrain. Yeah. They all have two damage weapons. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I think regardless, like, especially your first any kind of event, you should just not really have too high of expectation. You're oh, going to yeah. lose. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to happen, you know? We're not, art, we're not Art of War or anything like that, so... Um, let's go ex- go in there. Expect to have a good time at the very least. Uh, definitely, yeah. And I think that um, uh, to reiterate, kind of like what John P said, is that whenever you're going to a tournament, you should always look to have a good time. Uh, always have like a fun time at your events and everything like that. Uh, and then at a team tournament, it's just more of that, right? Um, I absolutely love the format for team tournaments. I do know that the cost for running a team tournament is very high, and it's hard to run them, especially in places where, like, you live over in, in like, flyover states, right? Um, where you're already having a hard time getting to GTs and, like, finding RTTs at that point. And having a team tournament, it's, like, even worse at that, you know, because then you have, instead of just, you know, 20 players, now you multiply that by five, right? Then you need, uh, you know, if you want 20 teams. Yeah. It's 100 people that you need for (laughs) 20 teams. Um, It's a lot. So, you know, uh, take that with what you will. I I, I absolutely love team tournaments. Um, I think that they're bad butts. Anyways. Bad bad to the bone. that is it for this episode of Chapter Tactics. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys liked it, please leave a comment. Uh, press the subscribe button. Press the like button. All that good stuff. Demeki, where can they find you? Uh, underneath an overpass and on Twitch at DiceCheck and Demeki. Sick. And John P., where can they find you? Uh, yelling at Demeki. <laughs> In the background. <laughs> In the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a team tournament. Yeah. Um, and then you can find me yelling at John P to yell at Demeki at a (laughs) team tournament. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye-bye.